Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't know if round one teamless Tuesday every season is listmas Christmas for super coaches. I don't know what magic round is, but it's surely up there Easter. I don't know. Lakey, uh, what do you reckon? How good's magic round? Oh, mate. I said uh, it's the, I, the schedule drops. I go straight to the calendar and I circle when uh, magic round is and I just say the misses. I will see you on, next week. It's, Potentially. Um, Potentially, no. I'll be there. It's just what sort of state I'll be in is uh, is the question. It, it is. It's the best weekend of the year, and I cannot wait to get out there this weekend and chop it up with you, Lokes. Uh, yeah, we're old blokes, though. You and I. I'm about to be thirty. But the guy that's joining us on the three way pod this week, Alex, uh, you've got ninety nine still in your email, mate. Uh, what are you doing, <laughs> chatting to us old blokes? Uh, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to take one Thank for you. the team. Keep you all entertained. Yeah. Well, you can keep us all up to date with whatever's cool and hip with you young cats these days. Keep us in line. Get that young demographic going. What's your plan for Magic Crown, mate? Uh, I'll be there on the Saturday, which is pretty much the day to be there because we essentially have a mini grand final at the 8 o'clock slot. Um, yeah, no, I've, I'll be there all day Saturday. I think I'm in the Warriors fan section, actually, that day. I'm going with some Warriors fans, so somehow I ended up in their supporters' bay, but I'll be there in my uh, red and white jersey. How's your hacker? Uh, yeah, look, uh, it's It'll probably going to stand as the out. Goes on. That's it. I'm going to stand out. I'll just say that. <laughs> good or bad. Will you see Anton there? I wonder if he, if he's coming up. I should have asked him on Twitter before I that. Should, oh, yeah, I'll reach out to him. I'll chuck him a message on the day and yeah. even see if he comes to the pub beforehand. Keep an eye out for the BAS shirt. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can nab a, a Bunty uh, Appreciation Society shirt as well. <laughs> Love it. Lakey, you're actually going with, we said this last week, you're going with Wilf and Joe on their, I don't know, the, what, what do they call themselves? The the champs? The, yep. Yep. I don't yep. know, they have a I was special talking to the name boys for them. You're part of that? Yeah. No, I say I was talking to the boys and they um, got me a ticket to join in with the crew. So I'll go see what their whole um, shenanigans are about and, and pop in. And, you know, I'll, I'll be around the joint. I'll be I'll tweet out where we're at um, both Saturday and Sunday. I'll be there. So, um if anybody wants to catch up and have a beer, I'll, I'll be around and um, sure I'll be willing, more than willing to talk some utter shit by the end of the night. Probably one of the few with a Knights jersey still intact on Saturday. So there you go. It won't be hard to spot at all. How's your late mail game going to go though? We know Stasi's always up for it, uh, whether it's at the pub, in the in the bathroom, whatever it might be. Well, no matter where he is, he always gets that late mail out on the dot. Uh, how's your game going? It's not as sharp, I must admit. I'm still uh, finding my feet in the late mail world, but uh, it, it is. It's keeping me on my toes. Um, I, I settle down to watch the games and then go, oh, shit, I've got to put that out. So, you know, it'll be a bit dicier uh, this weekend, I would imagine. So if anybody is with me, feel free to give me an elbow on the ribs and remind me. 
I'm not actually, well, I did notice last weekend that you were maybe five, six minutes late. Normally, Stilesy mm. is like 2.01. So, I don't know, mate. I think you've, uh, needs improvement is the rating I would give you. But shout out to Stilesy. Hopefully, he's listening from Canada. I think he's out of lockdown. So Yes, I would imagine the, so. Yep. Yep. Spicy cough a couple of weeks ago. Um, he could have basically taken the mantle back because he probably, probably wasn't doing anything else. Over there, but uh, shout out Stilesy. Hope you're well, champion, and uh, all the best, Lakey. You're holding the fort pretty well, so I'll give you a uh, C minus so far. Big weekend though ahead, boys. I can't wait. Uh, I'm not going to go the three days. Last year, I had a uh, stray kebab on the Saturday night that uh, took me out, or Friday night, I think it was, that took me out for the the days after. Uh, Alex, you've smartly gone Saturday only, but Lakey, uh, you're not even going to brave the nights on Friday night? Not yet, not yet. I've got the Saturday, Sunday, but um, still in negotiation that's a for Friday night. Yes, that's <laughs> right, that's right. There is children's sport to be attended very early on Saturday morning. Is that morning, the night's so game? It, yeah, for, <laughs> early Saturday morning. Um, well played, well played. I'll give you that. Baza loves that one. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. Not quite my highbrow here. Didn't I fire we'll you some... last week anyway, Ali? What are you doing here? <laughs> We'll absolutely get to that. But uh, we're here for Supercoach, boys, and it's a uh, interesting week. So, obviously, the big news is a lot of outs and crucial outs. So, Ryan Pappenhausen gone. Uh, horrible news for Storm, New South Wales, Supercoaches everywhere. But on the bright side, that's hell of a lot of cash to spend. So, we'll chat about some of the options later in this pod. I'm sure there's one at the top of everyone's uh, mindset. Uh, we'll talk about some of the teamless Tuesday news, of course. Lakey, you're fresh, hot off the press, having got your article up today. So we'll defer to you for all the ins and outs, all the good, bad and ugly for teamless Tuesday round 10. Uh, we'll talk, as we said, about Pap. Cam Murray, this came out of nowhere here. Uh, the neck injury that looks to see him out for about a month. Uh, I am a owner. It's one of the few good things I've done all year. So this is a horrible bit of news, but we'll talk about potential uh, swings for him. And the captain's vice and some of our train trade plans as we gear up into a pretty interesting round. So I'm really looking forward to it. A wet weather weekend looks on the cards, so it could throw up a few curveballs. Before we get into all that, maybe let's do a round the grounds with our own Supercoach sides. I'm going to go last because mine's dreadful. Alex, throw to you first. How is your Supercoach side going in 2022? Yeah, slowly climbing. Um, I have seen a couple of green arrows kind of week after week just. I feel, I feel like I'm always the tiniest, tiniest bit above par. Um, first round, I was about 90K, but I've just snuck into a top 2K for the first time this year. So nice. It's a bit, bit different to last year, but uh, at least I'm going the right direction this time, not trending downwards. That's because you came on the pod, mate. We ruined you. Uh, That's right. <laughs> flying high and then you came on the SC report and went uh, went downhill. But no, good to hear. Top 2K. No wonder we've got you back for the second time. Lakey, yeah. I, I don't think we're quite that close. Where are you? No, I'm about to ask Alex for all the advice on what I'm doing this Thank week. Thank you. I dropped a 12.20 this weekend um, and, and lost another 1,500 places to put me at about 17.600. Oh, that's that's not too bad. I mean, I'm at 30,000th, so... But, you know, in the last three weeks or two weeks, I've had climbs. So I climbed about 100 spots last week. So if you hear those That's footsteps... Than thank you. If you hear those footsteps in the distance there, it's uh, the FNQ moonshine is absolutely uh, rearing up that ladder there. I've blown about every single trade I could. Just on that, uh, trades. Lakey, how many have you used? I've used... Oh, I don't know. I've got 25 left. What do we start with? 
a lot. <laughs> a lot, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, using something. two this week, which will put me at 25 remaining. Um, and I've used three trade boosts. So I've got two of those, which I'm keeping up my sleeve for the, um, the buy origin periods, trying to maximize the best time to use those. So I Alex, saved a couple. You, I'm pretty happy. I've got the same amount of trade. I've got 25 left, but I've only used two boosts. So I've still got the three there. Um, but yeah, I've used, used 20. Uh, I've got 25 left, sorry. Is that before you make trades this week? But before trades this week. So I'm, I'm not 100% sure what I'm doing trades-wise this week, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be doing two trades. So I'll be left with 23 after this round. It's annoying. I'd hope to save a few trades this week. And then I had the, the Care Murray news, Brian Pappenhausen, all that sort of stuff. I'd finally gotten into a position where I could save. Uh, I've used four trade boosts so far this wow. year. And I have used uh, have 23 trades left before this round. So I clearly am in a world of hurt with a, uh, a long way to go. But I'm gearing up for those bye weeks, boys. That's always where you make up, make up some ground. You guys sitting pretty in the top 2K, whatever it might be, you don't look at these things as much as we do. But I'm, I'm dragging in every friggin' buy player I can find, no matter, like, Burbo, yep, get in, get in, buddy. Anyone that can fall over the line, that's who I'm targeting. Uh, long way to go, but round 10, a uh, couple more weeks before the bye rounds and a couple of really cracking games. So, Lakey, you and I spoke last week on captaincy options for uh, Magic Round because there were a lot of really quality games. Um, just as a bit of a spoiler alert, now that Pappenhausen's not there, um, who are you going for captain this week? I think I'm just about binning um, the vice captaincy loophole this week. Considering the rain and the weather we've got, I think I'm just going to lock in Harry Grant as a captain. His low score of a Something like mid eighties is just money in the bank, as far as I'm concerned. So I think I'll just lock that in. Absolutely love that. Uh, spoiler alert: uh, put up a little tweet earlier today or earlier in the week on just every single player I've ruined so far this year. Brought in Nico Hines, and I've captained him. So good oh, luck to anyone else that's doing the same thing. Alex, I'm going to defer to you later in the pod because you're on the top 2K and people uh, should value your advice. So we'll make them wait for that one when we get into the captain advice for round 10. Uh, without further ado, uh, Lakey, how about we get into your team list Tuesday mail for today as I struggle and I don't have the news thing. Here we go. No, t- <laughs> Oh, isn't that, oh. A, isn't that unfortunate? Hey, how about those cowboys? Don't have the news soundbite, but I got no. those. How were we? You're lucky, mate. You're lucky. I've struggled through sickness and to get here on the pod this week. <laughs> I was almost a laid out. Um, yeah, big news of uh, the day. Cam Murray and Ryan Pappenhausen. We knew about Pappenhausen early, but Murray dropped uh, this afternoon, so he's going to be gone for a month. Uh, Jai Arrow replaces him at uh, lock officially with Jacob Host coming onto the edge to replace Arrow. Uh, I was thinking maybe Saliva Havili might have got the spot. Um, mm, he's been coming on that. and playing in about 42, 45 minutes a game over the last couple of weeks and playing very well. So um, I think he'll continue that role anyway. Um, the big ones for the ins, uh, I'm going to skip over your, your dot points here to go down to Torhu Harris. I'm so excited to have the big Kiwi back. He's um, been out of the game for almost a year um, with an ACL injury and finally makes his um, comeback in Magic Round. How fitting that is. Mm. So the other ones are we've got Haas and Guok have been named to return. Um, Haas is a bit sketchy, I believe. The Broncos are you know, up and about, and if he's not 100%, I think the Broncos will sit him. Mitch Barnett is also back, but uh, Tyson Frizzell 
remains an out for the Knights. And um, Ewan Aiken has been named, but is in concussion protocols. It's a six-day turnaround for the Warriors. So he's really fighting the clock to, to make his comeback for this game. I just want to give a quick shout out, Lakey. You and I always roast to these poor guys, but the Brisbane Broncos, mm. uh, you know, easy beats for the last couple of seasons and whatever. But, I mean, how good are they going? I know their no, fans no. always roast us about, obviously, the uh, roasting we give them. But shout out to them. I think what a what a season they're having so far. Adam Reynolds doing great things. Uh, didn't even need Payne Haas. Didn't need Kurt Capewell last week. Uh, do, is it? Are we crowning them? Are they premiership <laughs> material? I think they'll be postseason representatives, but I'm not sure how far they they'll go. Um, having to come up against the true heavyweights of the competition, but they they are on the way up. <laughs> They've got the pack for it. They're playing very good footy, and you know we do we do hate on them a lot. But even I had a sneaky smile on my face when Adam Reynolds crossed under the posts against his old club to really stick it up. And I thought that was great. Mm, I think it was touted one of the worst decisions they've ever made. Uh, Alex, you also live in Brisbane, but you don't go for the Broncos. How are your Dragons going? Yeah, look, better than the Knights, uh, but not as good as the Cowboys. <laughs> so I'll take middle middle of the pack. No, look, props to them. Um, you guys know as much as I do how crap it is to live in a city in, in a one-team city and not support the team because yep. it feels like everyone's out to get you, everyone's against you. Uh no, I think they have as much chance of uh, winning the premiership as the Cowboys do, which is none. So a dollar and one, jeez, it can't yeah. all be dollar and one favourites, man. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure for them to win the premiership, like the Cowboys are still twenty three bucks, and oh, they've, they've got about six or four other teams besides Penrith and the Storm above them. It's until they get into our salary cap and see we're paying Chad Townsend $2 million a year, which is still unders based on the way that champion is playing. Uh, back to Supercoach, uh, guys. So I guess the, the big thing for me there, you and Aitken, I'm an owner and I uh, was really looking forward to a big game from him last week with the Sharks down to 12 and then 11 men. Uh, not to be, but uh, I suspect given how concussed he looked coming out of that tackle, he's very unlikely at this stage. I saw Ellie Katoa floating on the bench. Lakey, any other... Male outsider, we just wait and see. No, that's it. It's just a wait and see. He he has been named with the intention to play, obviously, but um, with the short tur turnaround, it's not um, you know five days he'll definitely be out, but six days is really pushing the threshold. So he has to pass all the hurdles without fail. Um, otherwise, he'll be in a withdrawal for game days. Fortunately, they're playing uh, first game on Saturday, I believe, so we'll know pretty early in the round and um, we can make some changes from that, but have a plan B in place. And this one's for me, this noise. Isaiah Tass. This is one of the stupidest decisions I've ever made and hopefully you guys made the same thing. But last week I said... I said, I'm not going to wait. I'm like, I'll just forego him because I don't need all this stuff in my center wing. I'm fine. I've got enough cheapies and all that sort of stuff. And I've got FOMO leading up to Thursday night. Everyone's crapping on about him and how he's going to tell the Broncos. Traded him in, used a trade boost, idiot. Uh, and look how that's gone. He's benched um, and scored 20 last week. Alex, make me feel better. Do you also own him? Yeah, I also have Tass, um, but I'm not overly upset because he and Peter Kura, my only non-playing players so I feel, I feel like I still got a good cash generation um spite him and I still think he'll feature in the team throughout the season like in the Rabbitohs squad so no I'm not too upset even though I bought him in um I've still got plenty of other options that are available to me 
Just to keep reiterating how bad I am, I've used a trade boost on TAS because I've got FOMO and Xavier Coates, and he scored like 10. So do not he still use made about 100k though. <laughs> he no, did no, not no. make 100k. He traded. <laughs> he traded coats out before he scored multiple hundreds. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. You haven't been reading my buy, sell, hold article. <laughs> oh mate, I've run out of trades to actually use on anyone. But anyway, that's that's enough about me. Uh, does the teamless Tuesday news hurt you guys? Obviously, we knew you as we said about Ryan Pappenhausen, but um, Cam Murray, Lakey, are you an owner? No, I'm not. I I didn't have Murray, and for you know the first two months of the competition, I was really missing out. But laughing today, mm. you know, he was the second highest second row forward behind Isaiah yeah. Papali for for scoring average. Yeah, no, he's been absolutely killing it. And everything, every time you think he's having a, a a low game, I think he was you know two weeks ago he was having a bit of a dud, and then ended up getting an offloading and crossing the stripe for a try to boost his scores there. So he just seems to be getting it done all over the park at the moment. Uh, it's unfortunate for you and super coaches mm. and for the bunnies especially that he's going to be missing because um, they're going to miss his quick play the balls. Damian Cook has been carving teams up at the moment, you know, getting that quick play the ball and you know, attacking the opposing defense while they're you know uh, still offside and not able to tackle and whatever else. So I think it's going to really hamper the entire team having just that one man out. And you look at his minutes as well. At the start of the year, he was being used relatively minimally. So as an owner, that was a little bit painful to watch. But as the season's gone on, uh, Demetrius started to use him a bit more. He's been taken off for five, ten-minute breaks at uh, at the most. And I don't know, they, they were getting a hell of a lot of uh, output from him, but now it's just come at the worst time as well, particularly with Origin around the corner. We knew he would be out for that. But, yeah, rough, rough news. But, again, like Pappenhausen, as we'll get into a fair bit of cash to splash out. Uh, boys, I don't know if you saw this news uh, coming out of today, but did you see that the Broncos were actually pelted with fruit and veg oh my God. by Here some go. disgruntled fans at their training ground? Mm-hmm. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Tell me about no, it. No, I haven't seen that either. Uh, I, no. I, heard that there was, I, was there. I heard that there was plenty of corn on the Cobo. Oh, God. <laughs> Baz, sit down. Can somebody cut Baz off, please? Enough. <laughs> That's my podcast uh, Look, guest retirement. I ran yeah. that. I actually ran that past about five different people and got the same response every time. And I thought, no, nah, I'm going to do it. Someone out there will laugh. And thank you, Baron. Mm. <laughs> I thought that was multi layered. You're very, very welcome. Anyhow, uh, boys, let's get into the main uh, meat of the pod here. Ryan Pappenhausen, this guy, one of the He's got absolute the mullet for it. Oh, absolutely. Buyers of the season was absolutely killing it. Stormer tailing teams up. And then he goes and gets two injuries uh, in the one game and also is carrying an ankle injury. So he is gone for four to six weeks, which means basically with Origin around the corner and all of that, he's almost a must sell. Before we get into the options, do either of you disagree, Lakey? Must sell? No, four to six weeks out with almost a million dollars um, on the bench. You can't hold that. Got to sell. Alex? Agree. Yeah, definite sell, especially when it comes to Melbourne. Um, you can never actually trust the amount of weeks they say because last week Ryan Pappenhausen was ten weeks. Uh, he was one week away for ten weeks, mm. so you never like they probably will end up taking their time with him. They've got a decent replacement in Nick Meany back there um, who can do a job for them. So I'd, I'd, they wouldn't have any need to rush him back. They never really seem to suffer with injuries. The uh, the old Melbourne Storm, they can just fill in gaps left, right, and centre. It's incredible. It's the next 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 man up system, which is 
why they've been at the top for 20 plus years. A little bit of talk about maybe Cam, Cam Munster going back there, but I think they were just saying they don't want to weaken one position to strengthen another. So it makes sense to move Meany in there as he did last week. Uh, let's talk about some options then if we all agree that he is a must-sell this week given cash and uh, the potential value. Premium options and round 13 options, we'll split them over that. Uh, firstly, premium option, the big question on everyone's lips is Turbo. Is he uh, right for the picking now? Come back from injury last week, good game from him. But is he uh, worth a trade? Basically, a sideways trade uh, with price. Lakey, what do you uh, what do you think about that one? At the start of the season, did you ever think you were going to be able to trade down to get Tom Trojevich? I mean, that, twenty grand. There you go. I thought it was pretty much twenty. There you go. What a, yeah, what a bargain! Say, it is. It's a sideways trade and whatnot. But it's insane that you're able to make that much money um, to trade to Tom Trojevich. He's got the Broncos, as we said, they're an improved side than Parrot and Melbourne leading into the origin. So it's it's not an easy run for himself or the uh, Sea Eagles. I'd be willing to let him go. I am willing to let him go um, for the mm. time being um, and maybe look at getting him in post-origin period, uh, letting him get through that. Because, um, you know, he's he is susceptible to an injury and he's got some tough scheduling coming up in the three origin games so you never know what's going to happen with the big fella in there so um i'm happy to wait and watch how about you alex yeah i'm, I'm very 50 50 on this because you can't really argue against bringing turbo in but at the same time i feel like if you're not bringing turbo in this week and you are trading paps out you have and I, I think if you're missing out in turbo garrick's almost a must um so for me, I'm looking at it too. I'm either going Turbo this week or not, but if I'm not going Turbo, I'm definitely bringing in Garrick. Potentially both of them, just because you know, you're know you going to have them for the whole season and that they will perform, uh, especially Garrick, considering if he goes fullback um, when Turbo is not there. Uh, so yeah, I, it's it's hard to say no to Turbo, but at the same time, it's uh, Garrick's decent backup. So uh, yes, it's a tough one, this one. $348,000 he's lost on his starting price. So at the start of the year, we were all talking about, do you break the bank for Turbo? And a lot of people did. I think he was up to maybe 20, maybe 25% ownership at the start of the year. Um, pre-injury, obviously. So that might have tempered expectations a little bit. But did you guys, uh, this is actually a shout out to, to Matt West, who writes our unpopular opinion of the week article on the site. But he actually sent a his article through to me tonight and he's got in here that he reckons Turbo is a um, steer clear sort of option this week. And he was looking and compared him to CSC Talakai in that the defensive lines are now starting to man up on him a bit more. We saw that the last couple of weeks with Talakai, that they're putting numbers on him and that kind of thing. Do we start to think that maybe Tommy Turbo is having that same effect this year? Obviously, last year, career year for him. 1.2 mil all on the back of that huge season that he had. But is this season a little bit different? Do we start to think maybe he's not going to breach that um, sort of 1 million mark that he's sitting at? Um, Lakey, did you see much of the game last week? I thought the Tigers were okay on him. Yeah, I don't think it's that teams have figured him out um, so much as the game's changed a little bit and that he's Mm. not as dominant um, this year as he was last year, basically because of the tightening up of the rucks and that sorts of things. But he's still a top let's say, three fullback in our game. Um, it's interesting to talk from Matty because he would know. He's a Manly fan. He'd be watching them extra close, yep. to, you know, compared to the rest of us. But um, yeah, I sort of agree with him. I'm, 
as I said, I'm happy to let him go these next couple of weeks and see how he goes in the after the origin period. But I'll, it's going to be a squeaky bum watch watching him the next couple of weeks. I think we can all agree. Let's get on him for two plus tries at Magic Round. We won't be Done. there to watch it, but 100% when you have a guy that you're trying to death ride, just go the tries. It absolutely helps ease the pain. Um, but maybe we'll cut to you then, Alex. You said Ruben Garrick uh, to cut to that. He is a guy that you're seriously considering and might even be getting with in tandem with Tommy Turbo. So that's a big call. Um, what's uh, what's sort of swaying you towards him? Is it dual flexibility, the fact that Turbo makes him a better player? Yeah, well, I think coming around 12, because Garrick's just centering at the moment, he should be getting that centering fullback uh, dual position added. Um, I Yeah, I, I just I'd like the backup. Um, you know, if Turbo's going well, that Garrick's also going well. That shows like Garrick's season high last week. Um, but even before that, Garrick was averaging about 60 points a game uh, while kicking goals on a decent team. And after uh, well, after that Melbourne game around 12, they do have a very decent run up until the, you know, round 20, round 21 part of the season. So I, I can see Manly getting quite a few points in that time and obviously Garrick scoring a few and, and putting a few over the uh, over the bar. Yeah. Mm. No, 100%. I can't agree with you more on that one. As I said, with their tough run over the next couple of weeks, I'm off Garrick as well for that reason. The Storm for the last nine weeks have allowed an average of 12 points a game um, to their opposition. So I don't know that Manly are going to come out and buck the trend there, but I'm very high on Garrick as a round 13 buy, but I'd be waiting until after the Storm Penrith games to make that happen. See, Pet, I don't, I don't see, um, I don't see Parramatta. Oh, obviously, Broncos can be very up and down. Broncos could play like a top six team, uh, as they did, you know, last week against South, and they can also play like a bottom four team. So, going into this round, you just kind of want to hope that. Well, I, I think Manly and Broncos played last year Magic Round um, from memory on the Friday night, and Manly just destroyed them. Um, and, and you just kind of going into it, hoping that it's the same this weekend. Uh, so Garrick's, you know, tunning up, and then I don't see Parramatta as that. You know they're not amazing defensively. They're obviously a top, you know, sixteen, but they're not they, they they're not the best on the defensive side of things. Obviously, Melbourne's a tough game, but getting him in now, I feel like Garrick's going to be over that seven hundred k mark come round thirteen. So it's going to be a lot harder to bring him in then, especially against that Warriors team and Tigers, and who knows what the Cowboys are going to be like in six rounds time. Fantastic premiership winners. Here's uh, number two <laughs> for uh, center wings all season. So we're talking about a guy that. Uh, you know, potentially around 12, you can shift to fullback when he gets that flexibility, as we expect. But a guy that you could legitimately carry for the rest of the season. So we're talking about saving trades and all that kind of thing. You think if you bring this guy in, injuries permitting, he'll be a season-long hold, particularly if Turbo is um, Turbo's healthy. So I actually, yeah, really rate that call. I think he's flown under the radar, Alex, just because he's been um, without Turbo and so highly priced especially at, at center wing only. It's just one of those positions early on in the season we tend to ignore for those premium options. But, geez, if you get on on uh, this kind of guy for the rest of the year and he's kicking goals, a absolute matchup play and a guy, yeah, you can seriously trust in your center wing. But number two, I was surprised to see that. Um, uh, I can't quote. I think it might be Dane Gagai might be above him for average. But, um, geez, really, really good call. Um Lakey, anyone else at at uh, fullback that you'd be considering as a straight swap to Turbo? Obviously, you've got the um, you know the Nico Hines who I've gone this week, but uh, anyone else we're thinking sort of pod in that position that you'd be considering as a pod? Um, I 
I was sort of toying very quickly, very t- quickly toying with the idea of a Dylan Edwards or Reese Walsh type. Um, they'll both play round 13. They're both cheap at the moment and, you know, can score 80 at the drop of a hat. Um, you know, and they're both, and they're, they've both had some low games as well. So they've, that would be an extreme pod play, but I don't hate it either. Um, mm. Edwards has a tough run coming up with Melbourne and, and the Roosters and then your Cowboys, Juzzy. So um, I think up. that would lead me to Reese Walsh in that scenario. But, um, yeah, the other one that's, I wanted to ask you about was Scott Drinkwater. What's your take on him? Um, is this flash in the pan type stuff or is he going to carry it on? Uh, it's hard to say because I think given the way he's playing now, the whole risk with him at the start was that, the hammer's just lurking and coming back from injury, but he's getting eased into it. And I actually think they'll like run with this sort of bench rotation for a little while. So last week he got HIA and hammer came on for him. But the week before that, he swapped in for Petahiku and Drinky played the game out. So I think that may have allayed some concern for owners there, but I think you're buying him on a really big high. So he will play round 13, which is a huge plus, but we have a very tough run coming up after this week. Sorry, Tigers with, Penrith and the Storm. So, I mean, if you haven't got him already, uh, there could be a price drop in a couple of weeks' time in readiness for round 13. So, I mean, personally wouldn't be jumping on him right now, but, geez, you look at him and same as last year, gets involved. Uh, I think he even in our terrible side last season, he was still putting on like a, a try or a try or two every week basically. So, it's nothing unusual for him, but, geez, you're buying him at a pretty steep price, so buy beware. One that uh, wasn't, I don't think has been mentioned, um, so excuse me if I'm wrong, but Nick Meany. Mm. Uh, I think no. I said him earlier when he was replacing Pappy, but he's going to be goal-kicking. I know uh, Melbourne have Penrith this round, but afterwards, uh, Cowboys, Manly, they have the 13th off, then Roosters, Broncos, and that should be roughly around the time that Pappy's back, um, maybe just before or just after that Broncos game. So in that time, Storm could put up a lot of points and Nick Meany will be goal-kicking end at fullback. So, you know, this could be kind of a Heinz 2.0. Uh, so if you are looking for a pot option, I'd put Nick Meany's name in the hat, definitely. 100%. Here's a thought, Here's a thought boys. Uh, 900K, he's not going anywhere. He's not going to play for six weeks. Isn't this week an urgent time to trade him in? Is there anyone desperately that you need to get for what's likely going to be a pretty wet magic round? Uh, is it a case where you just hold off until something absolutely falls into the breadbasket? I mean, is there any thought Lakey to holding on? It, it depends on your scenario. If you've got a uh, dual gun fullbacks, you've still got a Teddy there, then yeah, you yep. can park him on the pine. But for me, I've got Blake Taff as my backup and I'm not comfortable running him out as my starting fullback. So he's a definite sell for me. But yeah, no, there's nothing to say that you can't. And even if you've got Nico Hines up at halfback and you sell... Um, you know, you sit him this week or whatever, and then you can sell him next week to a halfback who's doing a better job for the next couple of weeks or plays around 13. So there's options there. The dual flexibility with guys like Joseph Sawali, uh, Nico Hines, and then you've got your center uh, second rowers who you can move down, you know, cover for a Sawali spot so you can get some second rowers or front rowers. You can pretty much get anybody in the game if by selling Pappenhausen. It's mm-hmm. just whatever suits your team best. And uh, just to close out, I might throw to you guys if there's anyone else you haven't named yet. But did we talk about Joey Manu? 
might have no. this, but uh, a guy that will fill in for Tedesco when he's in the origin side, as it's been confirmed for round 13, and a guy that we know loves the fullback spot, a guy that's gone pretty okay so far in 2022 at center wing. Is he a guy similar to Garrick? We talked about him being a guy who could flip up there. But uh, Joey Manu, any interest, Alex? Uh, well, I mean, I started with him. Uh, I flicked him after round two, after he's 47 and 29. So, I'm, you know, a bit salty towards him because obviously after yep. he's, he's had three uh, three tons and he's averaged you know, 80-odd since then. Uh, but they just don't have that. Like, obviously, in round 13, is, he is probably the best option available hmm. for round 13 specifically. But... I mean, have a look at the Roosters' draw. That is shocking all the way up to the next buy round. That, like, I would not want to have him in my team for any of those games. Um, really going past there. Para, Penrith, Sharks, Raiders, Melbourne, Para, Penrith again. Wow, that is pretty ordinary. Jeez, James, that's has been looking great. <laughs> we haven't even talked no, about that. No, so obviously he, they, he could get some points. Uh, mm. he, he might, you know, Sharks and Para, they can let in a couple of points, but... They are top six teams, so I still wouldn't. He's not favorable. Like one out of seven weeks, I'd be really confident and happy playing him. So mm. I just, yeah, if you already own him, obviously, definitely, definitely a hold. But he, I'm not really looking to bring him in over the someone like Garrick, who's 30k more. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I'm just looking at his scores: a couple of well, three tons in a well, three and four, and then a host of like twenties and. Um, and yeah, those twenties are against like the Bulldogs and the Warriors as well, who are bizarre. awful defensively. So but maybe it's yeah, the inverse, mate. It. Maybe it's yeah, the yeah. peak. That's it. You can't really pick who uh, <laughs> who's going to go good against either. Hmm. Lakey, anyone else? Ryan Pappenhausen, that you're considering before we move on. I uh, I'm looking at Nico Hines as well, but no, no one else that really stands out to me as um, an urgent grab. Whether you go all the way down to a Burbo if you can afford it, and then you can swim in in money, but um, that's dire. I think you'd be very brave to do that. It certainly is. I mean, if you've got the trades, sure, throw them out there, but I don't. So anyway, uh, Nico Hines, welcome to the Moonshiners. Look forward to breaking you. All right, guys, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll chat about Cam Murray on the opposite side of the field. Uh, Lakey, before we get into it, there was a a nice thread from Jaya Pritchard earlier in the week there about what to do at Magic Round. It's his first time. I think he's coming up from Canberra, so all the best, Jaya. I hope you make it through the weekend. But uh, one do and one do not from you uh, for Magic Round in this 2022 season? My do is pace yourself because, say, it's three big days, especially if you're going all three days. It's three big days, six or seven hours a day. Um, don't go hammer and tong. It's easy to get caught up in the excitement of Magic Round and the crowds and the atmosphere and all that sort of stuff and, and sink a few heavies early on. Um, mm. but then you'll write yourself off and not make... The Sunday, for whatever reason, Juzzy. So that's Come my out, absolute... Mate. Oh, sorry, yes. actually, yeah, exactly right. What was your do? What's your number one do in Brisbane? Pace yourself. Oh, sorry. I thought it was a do not write yourself off. Well, it's okay. a do. It's all in one. Yeah, so. <laughs> it works both ways. <laughs> that's right, yeah. And Alex, as a young bloke, what's oh, your I'd, do and do I'd not? double down on the, on the pacing yourself. That was it last year. I went to all three days, and by the end of it, I was the zombie for the next 48 hours. 
because I'd, I'd, I'd like to double down on that for sure. Um, like it, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm. Nah, go hard or go home. Write yourself <laughs> off on Friday. You'll, you'll work it off on the Saturday. She'll be right. Um, no, I think there's like there's a really few good pubs around. Like, actually, I'd recommend if anyone's um and you know traveling away fan, uh, a few of the boys and I went out for like a breakfast on Saturday morning. We ran into all these Cowboys players, like Drinky, Reese Robson, and a few of the other guys. So we got to yell at them from afar. Ran but into a- or followed them. I might have stalked them. I didn't, though. No, uh, but just get around. Like, it's a really good vibe in the town. Even now, I think um, there's a bunch of stuff going on. I think um, sports better doing some kick for if you drop goal, you drop kick a ball into the posts at West End somewhere, you'll win 50 grand or something. That's not a really good uh, marketing uh no, you sold it well. Me. Yeah, I'm thank on my you. Way. There you go. But there's stuff like that. I think King George no, Square, yeah. they've got like... Um, You're 100% right. Immerse yourself in all the activities and the atmosphere of the entire week and weekend. There's, there's tons to do and it's a good precinct even just around the stadium. There's plenty of good, as you said, pubs and clubs and um, cafes and everything around there. So go exploring, find some new spots, meet some good people. And if you go into... If you go into Honeybees, uh, say VK sent you. <laughs> <laughs> Dave on Kotze gets you in there for uh, for free, so there you go. Sorry, Alex, cut you off. No, I was just going to say, like, take a walk down towards the Caxton. Like, there's always such good energy down there. Everyone's always having fun. And there's a bunch of different places to go down there, different places to eat and have a drink. But it's just a, it's a lot of fun down that street every single day there before and after games. Don't go to Tajus Kebabs, though. I've said that. Multiple times, no HSPs. Uh, eat healthily, boys. All right. Cam Murray, he was a big out this week. Um, it came, sort of came out of nowhere. It might have been lingering. We won't get into the whole NRL 360 of it, but might have been linked to that uh, spear tackle from a couple of weeks ago. But he is gone for a month. So now a huge hole in your second row forwards, second top averaging second row forward for the season as well. So... For me, he's in my side and it means a big hole for me to fill. So I'm going to throw over to you guys uh, in terms of options. because He was an origin player. He's not playing round 13, so we might have looked at moving him on anyway. So for this round, who would we be moving him on to? If anyone, I'll throw to you, Alex, you're the top 2K. What would I be doing? Well, I don't mind his... T- I, I, I've, my second row, I, I think, is pretty stacked. I went kind of hard there. So I've got Talakai, Olakawatu, Kaloma, Tangi, and Yo. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with my second row. And all of those options, Kaloma Tungi is a big one. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm praying he's not in the Origin squad, but the way he's been playing, it might be hard to keep him out of it. But, yeah, he, he's been incredible. I know he doesn't play around 13, but he is a hold all the way through. I reckon that the way he's going, averaging almost 70 points a game, he, uh, he definitely is a – I guess he's a long hold at this stage. Um, if not, you've always got the big front rowers. You've got the IPAPs or, or Haas who are – Obviously, season long holds, uh, but yeah, no, I, I really like Nkomatungi and Olakawatu this season. Uh, I was really happy I got on them quite early because I've been very, very handy. Um, there, there is one who's a bit of a pot option um, who's been pretty decent the last three weeks. He's got a three round average and almost seventy three, and that's only with one try. Ryan Madison, mm. it's, it's round five. Uh, he's only played one 80-minute game, but he's out, he's put up 86, 60, 55, 72, 91. And that 91 was against Penrith. That was with the try. So he's been very, very solid even coming off the bench. Um, uh, it's very much a pot option. He's, only, he's down at 1% ownership, but 
maybe something to have an eye at to get uh, kind of get the edge. I I rate that, Leahy. What do you reckon about Matto? It, I did have a bit of a look at it, but it's, it is it, it's hard to really trust him coming off the bench. He has been scoring well, but his minutes have been fifty six, thirty eight, fifty five, and fifty. So. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of him at the moment with that um, bench role, despite him scoring well. And he is getting involved and he's throwing the ball around as much as he can. Yeah. I'm not looking at him myself just because of the position I'm in. But if I was, you know, lower in the ranks and I needed to find a pot option to get the leg up, and, you know, Maddo is historically a very good supercoach player. He was battling, uh, you know, Angus Crichton and Cam Murray for that top second row spot the last couple of seasons. So he's definitely proven his worth as a super coach player. So, I mean, I'd say that's more someone for who's looking for the pods. Yeah. Yeah. And so if at this stage, he'll be playing round 17 too, because I don't think he's going to make the origin side the way that they're shaping up. So there's a good run home option, but uh, yeah, just a bit risky for me. Personally, with that um, coming off the bench, he's missing too mm. much time for my liking. 704K Cam Murray is. So basically, we can go to anyone. Um, uh-huh. Isaiah Papali is a guy that I've tagged as being a must-have, I think, for the run home. He won't play the round 13 by round. He will play round 17, which is going to be crucial. But beyond that, I think, I, I don't know, I thought there'd be some second-year syndrome with him. Clearly, that's not the case. Uh, Lakey, are you an IPAP owner and are you trying to desperately get him in? No and yes, um, he's someone I'm, I'm very keen to get a hold of, but um, super high price, uh, 106 break even, so I don't think he's going to go anywhere this mm. week, potentially fall a little bit. But if, you know, in your position with uh, your place in a Cam Murray, I'm looking to go to a like-minded um, premium in that option, and that would be IPAP for me. That's the, I'd go straight across. TPJ, thoughts? Uh, I thought I'd want to stake last week. I'm a bit disappointed, but um, <laughs> he survived. He survived again with just a fine. Yeah, he's a similar boat to Madison in that he's just not getting a, a huge chunk of minutes. He's averaging around 50, 55 as well, um, despite starting even, but um, still scoring well enough. Great option for round 13. Can play him in your front row. Um, I just don't know that, you know, it's Hass and IPAP is the clear winners in the front row rotation at the moment. And are you going to play him over long-term over um, four or five other second row players? So I just don't know where he sits in the rankings at this stage. I'm going to invite you in on the stake bet train here, Alex. What do you reckon Tavita Pangai Jr. will score against Penrith in round 13 by week? Uh as in, like, an over-under or just a flat-out guess? Just flat-out guess. I'm going to say he repeats exactly what he got last time and, say, 62. All right, I reckon he's going to go 75. Do you want to stake bet? Like, whoever's closest wins it? I reckon uh, he'll go over 70. Okay, How about I was going to say over-under 70. If he goes under 70, I win. If he goes If he goes over 70... All, yours. all right, I look forward to giving Lakey a stake here as well because he's going to get suspended, sent off, everything that you could possibly <laughs> yeah. want out of a if he, if he doesn't play round 13, then uh, he's gone under 70. <laughs> Very good. I look forward to that. <laughs> uh, got a caveat. If he does get suspended pre-round 13, doesn't count. Anyway. Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> anyway, I reckon it's a it's a game for Pangai Jr. because Penrith will be decimated. He'll be throwing seventeen offloads. 
none of them will be good, but they all count. Was it Penrith last year in there? Um, I think it was the, they played the first buy around, and that was the game where Matty Burton was supposed to lead them, and because mm. he was they playing Origin time, the Tigers, yeah, lost to the Tigers, yeah. So I, they're not amazing during the buy rounds. Um, I know this year might be different with Taylor May, Tago, uh, Sean O'Sullivan, etc., because they won't have Tyron May running the show. But yeah, I, I still don't see them as an amazing side when they've lost all their Origin players. So yeah, Hango is an option for round thirteen, but. I don't love him. I don't hate him. Uh, like he, I don't know. It's just a so-so option. I'd almost rather. It's uh, very similar to Lolo for me. Mm. Like they're, they're both. They're, I don't see them really ever leaving that five fifty to six hundred k spot this season. But you know, that's it. They're not amazing, but they're not awful. See, Lolo would have scored about 120 last week, but I traded him in. So that's why he dropped the ball over the line, and that's why the bunker took that try. Twice. So he could go <laughs> He could go 700. Here's an name I'll throw at you, Lakey, Viliami Kicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts yeah. on him, up and down? He's so hot and cold, isn't he? Um, when you think he's going to struggle, he drops two tries and, and cracks 100, and then um, you think he's getting on a roll and he scores 30s. I don't like him for that reason alone. The, the floor mm. is too low. For my book, I want a, a second rower who's going to, you know, pop 50s, 55, 60s on a bad day and then get any attacking stats to push him up towards 100 mark. I just don't like the standard variation with him. Yeah. See, I have exactly the same thoughts. And that's why quite a few weeks ago, I went yo over kick out because it was, they were about the same price. And I was going to go, I needed a, another Panthers player in my mind. And I went yo over kick out, but. They average uh, only 0.6 difference between them, surprisingly. Yo hasn't scored under 50 this year. He's, he's pretty much getting 50 in just average every single – in just in base every single game. Um, and Kikau's had a few 30s and 40s in his game, but they both average between 65 to 66, which mm. surprises me. Yeah, but so it's just you, you get that boom or bust in the center wings and the fullbacks and stuff like that already. You, I don't think you need it in the forwards. The forwards is your play – um, where you can get a more consistent, safe play, um, you know, with some upside, but, you know, take mm. the risk with the outside backs. So I don't need a kick out in my mind because if he goes 30 at the same time as my center wings do, then you're struggling to hit a hundred, uh, sorry, a thousand for the week. And that's going to really drop you down the rankings. I know where uh, Lakey and I have gone with this one, but I might throw to you, Alex. This is a not a left field option, but Ruben Cotter, a guy that you could bring in now at your second row and then flip up to hooker, which is a pretty dire position for the buy, at least the round 13 bye week. Uh, what are you looking at doing, given your high flying? What are your hookers at the moment, and what are you looking to do for round 13? Would Cotter yeah, be an I'm option? Still, I'm still running with Grant and Randall. Um and I think Randall, I, I, I said it in the article, I think he, I put him as a hold last week or the week before, and I said, I believe he still has money to be made. Um, and that was when Crossland, I think last week when Crossland was named at halfback, and I said, Randall's even a play this week um, in your 17. Genius. Just, he should be playing 80 minutes. And I didn't play my 17 because obviously I don't follow my own advice. That'd be stupid. But he uh, he got 70 odd. Um, no, but I, I, was, I was actually really big on Cotter preseason, uh, and then he wasn't named uh, the first two rounds. I think he was out injured. I can't remember exactly what it was. And then I didn't end up bringing him in uh, because at that point it was round three and I had too many fires to put out. But he has been excellent. He's averaged 60 since then. Um, He's still only 500K. He's about 500K on the dot. So, yeah, I I definitely can't argue against bringing him in. He does have a couple of tough – he's got the two toughest teams, round 11 and 12, in Melbourne and Penrith. 
But yeah, I, the Cowboys have a great run after that, pretty much until round 24. So yeah, their dual position is so, so valuable to have, especially considering the hooker situation at the moment. Uh, I definitely can't argue against bringing him in. Just jumping in about his, you know, the Cowboys' tough run and, and all that, I don't think that matters to Cotter. He's not a guy who's got massive attacking upside. He's just a, a workhorse type. Yeah. You know, and we're also going to win the premiership. So there's Yeah, no. that's right. So when he does <laughs> actually fall over the line, hell freezes over and we all, you know. <laughs> One thing to watch out for, though, I, I was saying at preseason as well that he's a origin smoky. Yep. Mm. Like, I would be surprised if he doesn't make the Queensland squad. So we we yeah. talk that down on this podcast. We we don't bring that up. <laughs> game two, uh, game two only. <laughs> yeah, game two and three after uh, you know a Carrigan injury or something like that. Yeah, I think he's a really interesting candidate. If I didn't own him already, I'd recommend to keep an eye on him for round thirteen. As you said, it'll bite you if he doesn't play that crucial round thirteen week. Um, but I really like that dual flexibility. Uh, he scored 40 tackles last week, 49, uh, I think the week before or vice versa. So I think defensively he's doing great things, just needs to fall over the line, which isn't too far away. Uh, before we get into the uh, rest of the round, anyone else, Lakey, in terms of second row or, or even, I'll just throw to you, anyone else you'd be uh, eyeing off that we haven't spoken about? Listen, I've got a real left field option and that's David Clemmer. Um, well, since of course he's come you do. Back, yeah, mate. Since he's come back <laughs> from injury, the man scored a 94-48-76 against Melbourne and 72 against you boys last week. So he's back to the David Clemmer we um, knew and love from two-plus years ago. He's really putting up some big scores. Won't play round 13, obviously, but if he can keep this sort of scoring up, he's almost a, um, a must-have. You could play your Pali'i in the second row and have a Clemmer up there with Haas. Stifidi brothers have been awful, mate. Is this awful. just a, is it a, I don't know, a function of that that Clem is going quite well now? Or like, what's the go? Uh, I'm not sure. Billion it's... injuries, what's happening here? He, Clemmer was looking great in the preseason before hurting himself in game one. Um, and so he's had a bit of time off, but he's come back with that same fire. Was carrying an injury all last year, hence the lowest scores. He was having a knee injury and, and just wasn't getting through as much work. So I think he's just healthy now. He's a true nutcase of the game, and he's just unleashing it on the field. I don't think it has much to do with the Saifidis. If they were playing well, then I think our team's doing much better, but at the moment, it's all on Clemmer. Yeah, you guys are grinding a lot of games out. Uh, so, I mean, defensively, he's going to rack up those points. Alex, mm. any love for the big Clem? Uh, I had him a couple of years ago, and he was incredible for me. That was when he was just on fire, super coach-wise, and... So he has it in him, um, and now he's got the kind of respect of you know the, the coaching staff back. So he's got more of the footy in his hands, and he's got more minutes on the field. But one thing that is a bit worrying for me is Leo Thompson in 13, and now Crossland back to the bench. I think Crossland would go, because Leo Thompson can't play big minutes. He hasn't played more than 30 in God knows how long. Mm. But that, that, that screams out to me that Crossland probably spends a majority of the game at the 13. Um, and... It, Potentially, Leo Thompson comes on to take some minutes off the front rowers. I'm not sure if that would be Clemmer or one of the Saifidis. Uh, and another thing is, Barnett going to the second row, does that affect any rotation front row-wise? 
Not for now, I wouldn't think. Um, you got Basami Solo and Jacob Safidi, who's going to rotate through the front row in that regard. Um, I think it'll more so, uh, you know, Barnett will float through the front row when Frizzell's back healthy, when Brody Jones comes back, we get some of those second row stocks back in. Um, so that'll fill out our, and you know, and Kurt Mann's got to come back at 13 and some stage over the next couple of weeks. So when the troops are back, it will probably possibly affect Clemmer uh, more than it will at the moment over the next couple of weeks. We're still pretty decimated. Mm. Yeah, and that's just something to watch out for. But other than that, I, I, I really do rate Clemmer. Like he's, he's just a beast when he's on the field, and uh, it's fun to watch if you own him for sure. And the fact he's owned by less than three percent of people, he's a huge pod. Here's a guy just on your nights, like you shouldn't be talking about him, but we are. Uh, Matt Croker. I thought he was probably his standout last week against us. Um, I think the Knights fans are pretty keen on him as well. 234K. Uh, still off the bench, though, but what do you see minutes-wise from him going forward? Minimal. Um, I do think Croker's a stud, but I don't think he's just – he's not getting the minutes at the moment. He's still young. He's still raw, so they're not um, giving him huge responsibilities in that respect. So it – He'll be one to look at for the future, but at the moment, he's well down the pecking order. Alex, I'm going to throw to you now. Uh, Lakey's talked about his Knights. Firstly, is there any dragon that you'd be looking at? And secondly, is there anyone that we haven't spoken about that you're considering uh, this week? Nah, when it comes to Supercoach, I don't really rate many Dragons players. Um, Josh McGuire really, is still there. Yeah, well, I'm waiting for him to get his halfback jewel he's, uh, <laughs> since he's our best playmaker besides Hunt. Uh, other than Zach Lomax, I don't really see a lot of value in the Dragons team besides maybe Moses Suli. Uh, but I, I don't really see Suli as a trade-in. He's more like if you started with him as a pod, that's pretty good because he's averaged about 50 and that's mainly from base and base attack. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, no, I just don't see a lot of value in our team really. Zach uh, Lomax? Well, uh, sorry, other than Lomax. and uh, sorry. Yeah. But what about again, Benny Hunt? Lomax, You're not on Benny Hunt at all? Not super coach wise. Um, as a as a player, he's my favorite player in the in the league. Obviously, Queenslander plus Dragons is a, the dream package for myself. But yeah, super coach wise, I don't know. He's just he's had two games this year where he scored under ten, where he's had one over eighty. Like despite him leading us around the park and essentially doing it all himself, he just it doesn't convert to super coach. And there's a couple of players like that, you know, Dylan Edwards. Um, yeah, they it doesn't translate to super coach, but. They are the best player on the field that day. Hmm. He's my favorite ever Bronco, so no one will dare disparage him in front of me. Thank you, Benny Hunt. Um, so to be on the Dragons then, anyone that uh, we haven't spoken about that you've considered? Um, not hugely. They're, they're, I think we've pretty much covered a lot of them. Uh, it's more so the ones that I've that people are trading in that I wouldn't recommend trading in. Let's get into um, that then. Do you want yeah, to get yeah. in, let's get into it. I've got the top tens up on my list, uh, up on my screen, I should say here, boys. Let's, do you want to get into the weird trade-ins that people are doing? Let's let's do it. Yeah, well, this one's not necessarily weird, but I don't agree with, um, which is James Tedesco. Oh, uh, you like, can't, we, we, can't disagree with that. Teddy's back. He never yeah, but we had a look at uh, that run earlier when we were talking about Manu. It's just it's awful, and Tedesco doesn't play the buy around. So if you have the choice between Tedesco and Manu, you'd want to go Manu, but I would probably recommend not going either of them. Like now's the time to not go any Roosters players. Hmm. 
Agreed. I think it's just one of those things. People saw the hundred and twenty odd from last week, and yeah, you know, the name the like Tedesco, he's six hundred and he's under seven hundred k. He's got that like marketer's dream where it's six nine nine. 69 level, uh, but just under 700k, so it looks enticing. But uh, no, I'd almost recommend going Garrick over him because mm. you know Garrick's got got to have a great run through that buy period uh, and will be playing a buy, whereas Teddy won't be playing any of them, might be rested because they do have Manu as a backup. I don't know, and, and they just have such hard games. So, no, I'd, I'd recommend staying away from any Roosters attackers and probably looking towards uh, you know other options. Benny Burbo, Lakey, uh, unless you have something to say on Tedesco, but Ben Burbo, number one traded in player this week, 16,000 and counting. A lot of raps about him, almost bargain basement, getting a spot at centre on the bubble, all the right boxes, but is he a guy you'd be jumping on? Uh, I'm not because of the injuries and whatnot, but I completely understand why people are. Everyone wants that huge cash generation. He's got that in the bag with the 100 and whatever in his rolling average over the next couple of weeks. So, I mean, I can use a boost and go down to him, but I, don't, I just, I'm happy to let that one go through. You don't know who's going to be running out in the center wings for the Seagulls on any given week, the way that they're going. Yeah. Um, and Burbo has been traditionally an uh, auto-emergency nightmare for us, so he could end up back in that role before we know it. Jason Saab injured, Morgan Harper on the extendeds. Like, there's trouble looming if he has a bad game. But I think in fairness to him, like, he's had that bleeding-in period where Des has played him, as you said, for that AE nightmare 10-minute off-the-bench kind of rotation. But last week, he was so good um, yeah. at second row. Played 80, huge effort from him, got the brothers there, all the attention around him. Um, it's hard to see him not kicking on, but I think, I don't know. I said it last week with Tass, and then I didn't even listen to my advice. But if you've already got enough cash, cash cows, and they're generating okay money, maybe it's okay to just leave a guy like this. Alex, you're the high flyer. What do you reckon? Yeah, there's no. I don't really see an issue with bringing him in. I'm not bringing him in personally, but that's because I'm bringing in. I, I'm, I'm. I think the Paps out, and for some people, Murray out. It mm. leaves potential to just trade to other guns. You don't have to bring in. Someone for cash generation this week, but then again, if if you need to go someone like Tuolagi down or uh, a center wing, like uh, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't want to trade out Tago. I, I would tell everyone not to trade out Tago, but if you are going him down to Burbo, if you're doing that to fund another gun, then yeah, definitely. Plus, Burbo only needs a score of thirty this week to make about sixty k, which is about what Tass made last week. Um, then yeah, definitely. I mean, he's got a negative fifty break even, so. I think you're kind of hoping he stays in the team for a couple of weeks and gets you 100 to 200k. Let's shift to that trade-out uh, list because I think that's where the more important discussion points are. You mentioned Isaac Tago, number three, uh, almost 5,000 trade-outs this afternoon. Um, you said you wouldn't be getting rid of him. What's the basis for that? I don't see this matchup as that bad of a matchup um, because he's going to be running at that new... Uh, the new Melbourne centre, I think, Seve? Ma- Marion Seve, yep. Yeah, and uh, and and Coates isn't an amazing defender himself, so him. I, I don't think Tago and May will have that bad of a game. This like uh, it's not, you know, this this matchup doesn't scare me. I'll happily play Tago and May this weekend because um, I do think that a lot of Melbourne points will come, uh, a lot of Penrith points will come that left hand side. 
Do we see Tago as a guy that you could carry for the rest of the year? Did you see enough of out, out of him in those early rounds to think, you know, he's going to be benefiting from this Penrith juggernaut, Lakey? Yeah. I, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry like, no, 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 you're right. <laughs> Jump in. Jump in. <laughs> I definitely think he is a hold, at the very, very, very least through the buy rounds. Hmm. Yeah, I'm 100%. I'd be, we've held him this long. He's sort of at a point now where his price is going to fluctuate up and down on a week-to-week basis depending on how he plays. So he's sort of plateauing. Um, I'm more than willing to hold him through the round 13, get that extra game out of him. And if you want to flick him after that, then go for it. But I, I don't see the need to be pu- pushing him out this week. As Alex said, the the Storm, left centers versus the Storm over the last couple of weeks, you said that they don't scare you, but 17 11, a 114, and a 10 are the scores that, that have played them over the last month. Uh, and then that's sorry, that's ex- excluding the last couple of weeks. Sorry, I missed a couple, but they um, no, they are holding people at quiet, but I think that's more so the storm as a whole, um, compared to yeah, I think the that more comes down to the edge, team. yeah, yeah, rather than the uh, the, the specific position, like that's when right. it comes yeah. to. The storm stopping an entire team, whereas I don't see them stopping Penrith as a unit. Here we go, boys. I reckon based on that, we're not going to play him this week in Supercoach, but get on him for any time try scorer. Disagree. I'll back him and play him. Oh, there you go. The double up. Love that. Uh, all right, let's go through the rest of the list because I think there's a few interesting ones here. Kelma Tuolungi, uh, dreadful last couple of weeks. He's finally getting 80 minutes. He was luckless at the start of the season, but. Uh, missing tackles, throwing dumb offloads, just not kicking on as we'd hoped. He's number four on the trade-out list. I can see the reasoning behind it. Lakey, any issue with that one? No, nah, he's gone from me as well. Loving it. Yep. Get rid of him. Agreed. Uh, Alex, anything else? Uh, no, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd, uh, him down to Burbo was a like a, a fine trade. Uh, I'm not doing it myself because that would require me using the boost because I'm able to bring in two guns this week without boosting. Um, but, yeah, if I had... If I wasn't using one of those second trades, I'd probably go to Alungi down to Burbo. No, so, just yeah, use, use the boost, mate. Use the boost. Get rid of them. They're yeah. just a waste of time. That freaking. No, I still think Tuolagi probably mm. has money to be made, but not as not as much as Burbo. But uh, I don't see him as a a desperate sellout. But if I wasn't using my second trade this week, probably would be. Yep, I think he is basically fattened out. So there you go. Uh, Jai Arrow, number five on the list. This one is a bit intriguing because I think at lock, he might have a little bit more to offer now that Cam Murray's out. And as you said, Havili hasn't been named there. So uh, Jai Arrow, limited minutes last week. I think he only got 50 or so. But before that, he's a guy that used to be a genuine gun in Supercoach, um, A, in the Mega Guide and all that sort of thing. Whether we see him this year, he will play Origin, so that's the downside. But second row, front row forward, Jewel. I think there's a lot to like about him here, but not below 470k. Lakey, your thoughts on Arrow? I, I disagree to an extent. Like he played, what, 60 minutes last week for a score of 28. I know they got completely towed up, but that's just not the giant Arrow that of yesteryear. Um, he was always getting stuck in and doing that hard, dirty work. So, you know, that could improve while he's in the middle. But as we said earlier, Havili has been playing 45 minutes off the bench and he plays through the middle as well. So I think that's – they're going to split time there. Um, and now Cody Nikarima is there as an, a utility role as well. I just don't see Arrow playing big minutes. 
Alex, any disagreement? Uh, no, I don't really see Arrow as a desperate sell. Like he's definitely a fine hold, especially now he's named at um, named at the thirteen. But Jacob Host, who comes into that second row spot, does he, he? He doesn't play the eighty, I'm assuming. So would Arrow go into that second row spot while Havili comes into the thirteen? Are we thinking? Yeah, he's shuffled yeah, they- around. He shuffled between second row and lock throughout the year, so I can't imagine why that wouldn't happen just the reverse way. Yeah, no, I don't really see Arrow as a, like, if you don't have to trade him out, don't. Like, he's more than fine to hold in my eyes. Uh, number six on the list. This one's surprising. Um, actually, there's a, few, there's a few rage trade candidates to round out this top ten, but Talakai, number six on the list, comes up against the Raiders here. We were talking about him as a captaincy option last week. Dipped a little bit. I'm sorry. I did trade him in a couple of weeks ago. That's on me. But 3,000 or 2,000 odd coaches trading him out. Is that, uh, you know, just absolute do not do it, reverse trades, rage trade, all that sort of stuff, Lakey? What are you doing with Talico? Uh, I'm holding because I only got him a couple of weeks ago heading towards the um, – don't forget, in, in round 12, in only two weeks' time, he's going to become a center wing, so you can flip him down there. Um, that's almost guaranteed – yeah, you know, I'll be very surprised if it doesn't happen. But, um, uh, it was announced today. I think Wacko um, tweeted out that's confirmed he's getting there to you win. Go. So yeah, I I don't see why you would trade him out based on the potential. Whether teams have figured him out, I I did note that Katoni was rushing up and taking a lot of his early ball away from him in that respect. But I didn't see that happening as much um, last week with the Warriors. He just sort of didn't get the attacking stats that we've become used to with him. And I think that's going to come over the next week. You look at these teams. He's got Raiders, the the Titans, and the Roosters heading into the bye period. None of those teams are uh, filling me with a lot of confidence that they'll be able to stop him the way he's been going. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I like it. What are your thoughts on Brad Schneider? Do you reckon he's a trade out? Uh, no, no. We, we've been talking a lot in the last couple of weeks that he's a guy that we're going to both hold until round 13 to play him in that extra week there. But noting today or yesterday, it was announced that Jamal Fogarty is uh, training again and he's starting to head towards a comeback in the next couple of weeks. It does worry me. I think Schneider is you know, clearly the odd man out in that 
um, scenario. But I'm I'm not looking to trade him out at the minute purely because he's an extra body for round 13. And I'll make that move uh, round 14 sort of thing when I need to. I, I, yeah, so still- I traded Schneider out last week. Um, yeah. It was when Croker got announced that he was coming back for, and obviously Croker was going to take the goal kicking. Uh, a lot of the, it was kind of 50 50 at the time because people were saying, well, all the attack's going to go through Schneider now, now that Whiten's up there. But I thought, well, yeah, well, Canberra are crap. Like they don't have much attack anyway. And Schneider's not near the quality of Whiten and losing the goal kicking. And I'm pretty happy I did so because I think he's kind of topped out um, with a B of around 50 and a 26 score last week. Um, I ended up flicking to Cody Walker, who didn't do much better, but I think in the long run it will work out. Oh, uh, yeah, um, that's pretty much a trade up in that scenario. But, you know, the regular listeners will know I'm, I'm far from sold on Cody Walker this year. I'm not going anywhere near him the way he's doing um, his work at the minute. I know, Juzzy, you brought in Cody Walker a couple of weeks ago and you were crowing when he got a 99, I believe it was. Mm, and then the season finished and nothing happened after that. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> I mean, um, it's still a trade-up, but I, I'm more than willing to hold on to Brad Schneider for that extra body um, as opposed to, you know, in my mind, wasting a trade on Cody Walker. I reckon I'm at the point, boys, where I'm like, I've got Schneider in. He's been there for 10 rounds. I, I don't think I've played him on any round where he's actually gone more than 30. So whatever. I'm just going to hold him for that round 13 bye week and hopefully he just scores three tries or something. Who knows? Uh, but I don't disagree with you, Alex. If you can move him on, why not? Uh, Tony Staggs, number eight on the list as we round out the top 10. Staggs, uh, terrible last week or so, but before that he had turned a corner and I think... I don't know, last week was a bit of a down one. They just kept cutting him out, kept, I don't know, Cobbo was getting all the ball. So, Katoni Staggs, I mean, if you've still got him in for now, do you just, I don't know, hang on to him? I see a lot of upside to him. Oh, there's, a, there's a lot of upside, but I don't know. He, he's, he's made some ca- he's made the cash I think you wanted. Um, if you can afford... Him to like a, I know I'm keep harping on about it, but if you can afford him to a Garrick or something along those lines, or a gun second rower uh, like an Olakawatu or Kalamatungi or someone like that, um, I'd definitely prefer that switch. If you if you know if the if you're trading in Burbo for Tuolagi, for example, you can afford the Stags up. Then uh, in, in that scenario, I'd say Stags is definitely an out. Never again, Lakey. What about you? Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> I just. I mean, he played 80 minutes last week and scored 14 points while Cobo was, um, you know, breaking the Bunnies' hearts. So he's too – it floats too much in and out of the games. One week he's the hero of Brisbane, the next week he's a ghost. Hmm. Just on Selwyn Cobo. Did I already say my hilarious joke? Should I repeat Ah, jeez, I shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> One too many. Ah, oh, there you go. There's never enough. Uh, all right, Tony Staggs mixed. Uh, Brody Jones, yep, I've gotten rid of him this week. Lakey, another dud night from you guys. Won't even talk about him. But last one on the list here. <laughs> the last one on the list here. Rage trade extraordinaire Xavier Coates. I mean, I've said it before. I traded him out. I ruined it, that for me because then he went on and scored two tons. I think you just got to ignore the dips with this guy and just, you know, he's in the storm side that will blow sides apart. So just... I don't know. It hurts, but keep him around. Lakey, disagree? Disagree. He's done his what? job. He's made his money. No, um, that's what I said. No, that's what on. I said. No, nope. disagree. No, mate. He's he's 
what, 600K? He's not going above that. No way. All right. He'll be 800K by the time the season's over, <laughs> mate. He'll be out of trades by round six, uh, round 16 and have nothing else to do. So, Xavier Coates, keep him around. Alex, talk some sense into Lakey. Uh, no, I'm just pulling up my round six buy, sell, hold article. Um, and it was <laughs> after Xavier Coates' first down game where he scored 15 and it said, do not sell Coates, do not sell everyone who either started with him or has traded him in during the season should know exactly what roller coaster they signed up for. There will be games that he will score a hat trick and ton up. And there will be games like last week that he doesn't score and will only get 15. He's not worth the trade out unless he's getting three or more of those games in a row. And then he got an 18 the next week and then two tons. I don't think he's a trade-out unless he's getting three down games, which I don't see happening at all throughout the Melbourne season. That friggin' three-game thing, because I waited for two bad games. Two bad yeah. games and he was out. I should have waited for the third. That was the key. Well, see, no. I did the same thing with Joey Manu, traded him out after two bad mm. games, and he went and scored a bunch of tons. Um, I traded Dylan Brown out after the first round. He ended up, you know, he, he's incredible this season. Uh, yeah, I jumped the gun too early, and then I decided, I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that with Coates. I'll give out that advice, and it's paid off. What do we see him scoring against Penrith? Given he does tend to put two bad games together, uh, really tough opposition here. Uh, do we just, if you did own him and you were going to keep him around, is he a play you would not play in your 17, Alice? Uh, I think it depends on your other options. So when it, like, if, if you decide, I think I'd prefer someone like Coates over you know, the likes of Ilias or, or Thompson from the Knights. Yep. Um but see, I'm debating whether to play someone like Coates or Kula or Tuolagi even. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really in two minds. I think that's more of a game day decision for myself. I think if you've got Supercoach players and you're at Magic Round, play them. It's always it's always great <laughs> to watch them. You don't want to watch your player tailing up. Actually, Lakey, I will say, Kalen Ponga, the only time I've actually enjoyed watching him play post-2017 was when he scored for us as our captain, Magic Round 2019. How good was it? There you go. Right. It was looking dire. <laughs> It was beautiful, and there's so many people staring at us going, what the hell are these Muppets cheering for? This game is over. <laughs> it was like way over. It was like 30 to 10 or something at that point. It all counts. That's right. Uh, all right, guys, let's finish up with our captain's advice. We've already talked about Lakey in mind, but we'll go to you, Alex, and then trade plans for this week. So, Alex, uh, Mr. Top 2K himself, what are you doing, captains and vice-captains, this week? Yeah, see, I'm really struggling with these vice-captains and captains this round because uh, I, I it kind of ties into my trade plans because I've got two different trade plans. I'm just not sure which one I'm going to do. The first one involves getting Turbo and Garrick, and the second one involves... IPAPS and Garrick. Mm. Um, so in the case I get Turbo, I yeah, I think uh, either way I'm VCing Garrick and Captaining Hines. Interesting. Lakey, what have you landed on? I'm sticking with Harry Grant. I'm going the safe player. I've had too many dud captain scores. I'm going to go something nice and easy. There you go. I'm going to VC Cody Walker because I like punishment. And then Captain <laughs> Hines because I like ruining people for everyone else. Uh, so there you go. Uh, all right. That's that's probably it. That'll round us out for the podcast, boys. It's been a, an interesting one. I think a lot of shaking up with the uh, injury news this week, unfortunately. But uh, has opened up Supercoach well and truly as we gear into uh, not even... Well, we're not we're past a third of the way through, but still a lot of water under the bridge. A marathon, not a sprint, as you said, Alex. A lot to go. I will be top ten by the end of the season, no doubt. Uh, I believe. Thank you, thank you very much. As with the Cowboys, um, Lakey. Final <laughs> word, pre Magic Round. What are you most looking forward to this week? 
I'm looking forward to seeing everyone out there. Let's get on it. Oh, isn't that sweet? Alex, what about you, young fella? Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the Dragons pump the Gold Coast um, Saturday afternoon, uh, you know, kind of as the warm-up to the grand final Saturday night. So, you know, I think that's the part I'm most looking forward to. It's uh, Sunday night, mate. Tigers and Cowboys is the uh, grand final. <laughs> no, I've never seen the Cowboys win at, at Magic Round. Gonna, uh, there's, there's one I'm looking forward to is watching a Cowboys game with you and not having to talk you down. Um, off the ledge <laughs> afterwards. Actually Joe, seeing happy year, JT. They should be good. No, there won't be any of that. But last year was when uh, they had the crackdown, the sin binning mm-hmm, send-off, yeah. all that sort of crackdown stuff happened. I think it was uh, uh, Lachlan Burr had his chest caved in by James Tedesco's head and saw a 10 minutes on the sideline for it. So God forbid whatever the referees are going to do this week, just park it and wait, wait till next week, sure. Were you guys sitting with Wilf last year during Magic Room? Oh, boy, like yeah, he was. That was, yeah, was, I Did was, you have to talk hey. him down after Fu and Mayono took off Pappy's head, who he captained that oh, weekend? Man. It was the, oh, man. It was just you the, see that? you know, we never want to see a player injured, but it was just the perfect scenario where Wilf captained a five um, and then Joe... He um, had held him strong for about... Six weeks when yeah. everyone sold him immediately, and he was like, "No, nah, I'm captaining him. He's going huge." And he even gave that try assist, or was going to be a try assist, and, and he yep. took his head off, and he was gone for like ten weeks. He was, and say so that it was later that afternoon that Cleary dropped his two twenty five or something with, and That's we had the captaincy the on him. And... Titans, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That was a great day. Got it a lot of magic around. Uh, final piece of advice for anyone that sees Wilfred and Joe Fitz out together, please ask Joe Fitz to take a photo of you and Wilf. Uh, he's not in it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> the photographer <laughs> Joe Fitz is out in force over Magic Ground. Can't wait. Thank you very much, Alex. Thank you very much, Lakey. Look forward to catching up for a beer with you guys over the weekend. No HSPs. All the best for your Supercoach side, and we'll chat to you next time. See you later. Yep. 